0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org.
1: And uh, today we have the honor to have a couple of them come back and give a report. So, Sarah and Seth Gerber, would you come on up? The Gerbers have been out uh, in Redding, California at the School of Ministry, uh, Bethel School of Ministry, and uh, getting uh, trained, and they're back for the Christmas holiday, and so we've asked them just to kind of give us an update, share what's going on, and uh, encourage us. So, who's going first? There you go.
0: Yeah. So we um, hey. many hello everyone. <laughs> hello, Merry Christmas. Um, we had, many of you sent us off in August, and you know we left, and it was it was really hard. You know, when the Lord asked us to go out there, and we wrestled with the decision, and just decided to go for it, which was a really good decision to make. But you know, it was really tough for us to leave New Day, quite honestly. You know, you guys are our family, and, and you know, going out there, leaving everyone, you really get a feeling for the value and the power of the family of God. Nothing can replace what we have here. Literally nothing. And, I, I mean, I had moments where, I, like, just somebody's face would, like, pop into my head from church, and I would just kind of start crying, you know, just missing everyone here and it's just there's there's really nothing like what we have here and you know we are out there standing on you know your kind of family love as a foundation and we feel really connected to you even though we're still out there so just wanted to you know just say what a powerful amazing family this is and we're just really blessed by you guys
2: all right so we're going to tell you just a little bit about what we've been doing out there can you put that slide up all right, there we go. So this is what different people think that we're doing. <clears throat> my mom thinks that I'm preaching to millions. <clears throat> um, I think that I'm just studying and staring at books all day and every day because I am spending a lot of time doing that. Um, my Christian friends think I'm, I'm learning how to do Harry Potter magic. <clears throat> uh, my non-Christian friends think I'm in a monastery like a monk. And um, this is what Chris Valatin thinks I'm doing. He talks about um, dating and purity and that kind of thing. And so he really highly encourages side hugs for the guys and the girls. So that's why that's up there. And then what we're actually doing, you know, we're spending a lot of time um, receiving a lot of teaching, um, Bible teaching. Uh, we're spending time worshiping. We've got, you know, obviously great teachers in Bill Johnson, Chris Valtson and, and the other leaders at Bethel. Uh, we are getting constant input and we are constantly in the presence of God, which is just amazing. It's it's uh, It's been a great sort of rest time for us to be able to um, take a step back from, having lots of responsibility and just focusing in on school. Actually, uh, I was talking with <coughs> Anthony Davis and telling him about one of the books that we use. It's called um, Grasping God's Word. And he said, oh yeah, Duval and Hayes. Yeah, we use that book in the seminary where, where I've been getting trained. And so it's uh, it's interesting because similar books to what are being used in where they're being trained, we're getting that as well. So it's like hardcore Bible teaching and it's really exciting how to read God's Word. So and I think a, a bunch of them the younger kids that are at the school are like, "Oh whatever but Sarah and I are excited about like the hardcore Bible like learning how to learn you know so it's really it's really good for us so um, we are yeah we're just totally blessed to have this sort of season um, we're also they say that at, at, at Bethel you go there because you hear about you know people being raised up out of wheelchairs and sickness going and we've seen lots of that we've seen God move in powerful miraculous ways I mean it's been awesome and uh you know that is the way that the kingdom is meant to be to be followed with power and so we're walking down that path um but you also what you get there is a culture and you can go to the next slide you get a culture of it's there's just core values and you know what it's a lot of the core values that we hold as a church here and you know just love, god is good and um Uh, focused on his presence and God's word transforms me and uh, our salvation creates our identity and it's just it's a it's a great culture that that we're getting to be a part of and to get filled up with so it's really exciting for us we're actually going on a missions trip South Africa in March we're really really excited about that we actually we're you kind of you know sign up for top five that you want to go to and um, we had prayed about it and really felt like south africa would be a good fit for what we have and actually there's a college ministry we're going to be ministering to there which is kind of ironic and also some business leaders so i'm really excited about that we're going to be able to spend some time ministering to them so um, we're really excited about that that's in in march
0: Um, So one of the things that we kind of knew would happen just being at Bethel is just uh, being in the presence of God quite a bit. And when you're in the presence of God, you just bump into his love. And we have both individually, just through teaching, but also just the Lord speaking clearly to us that this is a season for us to really know the love of God in a way that we haven't before. And um, there's a a woman named Ruth Moore who teaches out there. She's had a really amazing um, kind of revelation of the love of God. And she says that, you know, her goal every day is to be loved by God, just to know how loved she is. That's, That's what she's about her goal and she says that loved people are powerful people and they are people who really get things done and make an impact and that message and just how what the Lord's doing in my heart and you know both for Seth and I is just to know his love and and we are receiving it and I have this uh, appointment on my calendar every day around 9 a.m. that says I am loved and it's just a time for me to just focus on the fact that God loves me and how much he loves me and I've been realizing that I'm finding some lies that I've believed that it's selfish or that it's not, um, it's like prideful or, you know, there's just, it's too inward focused or something. And and I, I realize that that's a lie, that actually the the, the truth is, is that receiving God's love causes us to focus more on Him and causes us to be more outward focused in the end. But to know that your love gives you the ability to do that, you know. And so we've just been going for it, you know, just receiving receiving, receiving the love of God, knowing deep inside of us who He is, and it's reworking some stuff in us, you know? And so we kind of wanted to impart that to you today. We really felt like the Lord wanted us to bless New Day with a, a Christmas gift, just an impartation of the love of God. Yeah,
2: yeah and God's been um, speaking to me. Just First John, John 4 talks about how He loved us first. And, like, I know that in my head, <laughs> but getting it into my heart is is something else. Because working from a place of rest, because when we know God's love, we know who we are, we just have rest. And even in the midst of like life, like life is crazy busy, especially right now, right? With Christmas and everything. Everyone's running around. But work and family, and it's just having that internal rest, knowing that you're accepted and loved completely, knowing that actually from that place is where you get the best kind of strength to do everything else. And so I feel like, you know, we've been fortunate to be able to sort of take a step back and just do a lot of receiving while we're, while we're there. Um, and so that has given us time to sort of soak in this presence and soak in receiving God's love. But I actually felt like God said, that we can impart that to you. <laughs> we can impart that deep rest and that deep knowing who we are um, without... You guys don't have to go through the time that we've gone through to receive it. We're just going to give it to you today. So if you want it, stand up and we're just going to pray for you guys and bless you. We love you guys. This is It's Merry Christmas, right? It's the time of joy about Christ. It's joy, Merry Christmas, Christ, right? And so we can celebrate and just do that. So God, yeah, right now we just turn our attention to you. We are focused on who you are because you're good. God, you've put yourself in each one of us. So we just take a moment right now. Just, <sighs> God, you're just so good. And you're so in each one of us. Oh, we just rest in your goodness.
0: Yeah, in Jesus' name we impart to New Day and to all the people here the love that we've received. And not just the love, but all of the, just the in the sphere, all the things that we've gotten, we just pour it out over New Day in Jesus' name. Now why don't we just take a minute and, um, you know, you can feel, you can kind of look for pictures, you can hear. Um, just take a minute and, you know, open your hands like you're about to receive something and let's just... Listen, you know, with the eyes of our heart and our spirits to what God wants to say about how much he loves you. you God that your yoke is easy and your burden is light and that your love breaks all heaviness that in you is rest and security and our identities and just bless each one here to receive that
2: amen amen you guys anybody feel anything yeah, yeah. awesome that's great just receive it thank you God thank you God for what you're doing thank you for just pouring yourself out in this season to us we celebrate you God
1: yeah, you may be seated. We just uh, thank you, God, for Seth and Sarah. We bless them as they continue on this journey, uh, not knowing where you're leading them. Father, that their ears would be opened here. And uh, we just thank you so much for the relationship that we have. We always will have, Lord. Whatever the future holds, we're, we, we anticipate it with, with joy and expectation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, <clears throat> give them a big hand. <clears throat> So, one thing is, uh, they, they did mention they're going to South Africa, and um, they weren't going to ask for money, but I'll ask for them. So, they're just praying about it, but they need about $5,000, right? About 4500 4, What's that? $4,000 more. Um, and so, Father, we just pray that you'd open up the doors of heaven, that you'd just provide for that in Jesus' name. We agree in prayer, Lord, that the funds for that would be raised and quickly and that you'd bless them in that. And, and thank you so much. also want to, amen, <laughs> also want to just uh, uh, say hi, uh, welcome to some of the other uh, kids who have wandered. <laughs> no, um, let's see, uh, uh, John Yerdy, is he here? Yay! Back from the jungles of Peru, conquering the Peruvian nation with the gospel of Christ, and we're hoping that he'll be he'll be here for just uh, two weeks, right? About two and a half weeks. Uh, that's great to see him. Emily writes, my daughter, back from Toronto. So, awesome to see. Is there anybody else? Oh, Dave and Amy Borsma and the Borsma family from South Carolina. Wow. So, this really is a key part of who we are as a church to raise up leaders, to equip them, and to release them into ministry. Now, for some, being released into ministry means going to another state. Uh, Some people think God tells them to go to California. <clears throat> I'm still praying about that. I don't know. About me going to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so, so sometimes, but, but in both these cases or in every one of the cases, there are examples of people that embraced being here wholeheartedly. Served uh, wholeheartedly in every way and faithfully and and, and produced much fruit and, and the majority of people God calls to be planted and to um, take on responsibility and grow into w- your calling where you are and so and, and that 's true wherever you are uh, you know and so if God transplant to somewhere else we'll praise God but uh, most of us we're called to be fruitful here and so it's just a part of new day and and Christmas is about um, gathering together as family so it's just an extra bonus as a church we get to gather together and see some of the fruit that we've borne and uh, I'm blessed by it and who knows who knows what's next and what God has planned for New Day Community Church. Um, I do have a sermon planned. So we are squeezing a lot into this service. <clears throat> and so we're going to uh, talk a little bit about building bridges. And this is the conclusion or wrapping up our year-long series on our core values. And this month we're, we're talking about building bridges uh, we uh, and extending the kingdom of God over the fall. And in building bridges this month, <clears throat> Uh, uh, In the fall we took a whole month and looked at being ambassadors, so we talked about our identity, who we are, and then uh, last month we talked about overcoming barriers, breaking barriers, overcoming obstacles, and then this month we're talking about building bridges or creating opportunities. And I realize we're not really delving into uh, specific or practical ways that you can build a bridge, but we're giving you the theology of it, we're giving you the reason behind it, why it's important to build bridges to the people around us. Last week, Anthony Davis uh, taught on um, being meek, and that that meek is not weak in in the area of of preaching the gospel. Did he do a good job? So I thought it was a good message. I heard him preach it. Uh, And this week, I'm talking about Christmas as the ultimate bridge. And it really lines up when we laid out the uh, series for the year and we realized, you know, well, how are we going to tie in Christmas? It was like, it was obvious. I mean, Christmas just is the ultimate bridge that was built. Really, Christmas is about extinguiting, extinguiting, extinguiting. Everyone say extinguing together. Extinging. ding <coughs> Exting-ting. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas is about extending God's kingdom. So let's look at a couple of the famous Christmas verses and see how this ties in. First is from Isaiah, who lived around 700 B.C., so uh, 700 years before Jesus. He prophesied, he spoke under the anointing of the Lord concerning... Jesus, the Messiah who was to come. And he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it and so here we have this famous verse so often associated with Christmas announcing hundreds and hundreds of years before it happened the birth of Christ but really it's about kingdom it's about the king coming and then we turn and read uh, from the story of Christmas found in the Gospels. And this is the encounter when Gabriel, the angel, appeared to Mary and declared to her what was about to happen. Scripture says that the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, Are you talking about... No, I don't know. I don't know how it actually sounded. (laughs) But she was pretty surprised. (laughs) How can this be? What are you talking about? I've not even known a man like that, you know? (laughs) So, we don't know how she actually said it, do we? It was probably in Hebrew or Aramaic. <laughs> it says, So she replied, How can this be? I do not even know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So there's a number of things that we can learn. First of all, is that the incarnation, what, what was spoken of by the angel to Mary, and what was fulfilled in Jesus' birth, was the fulfillment of the promise, Prophecy from Isaiah and many, many other prophecies. And the prophecies were all about the King coming to establish His reign, His kingdom. And so Christmas is about extending the kingdom of God. Gabriel's announcement was all about uh, Jesus coming as King. He said things like, God will give Him the throne of His father David He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of His kingdom there will be no end. And even the word that says that He will be the Son of God. And so, there's a couple of things here. It's that not only will He reestablish the reign of His ancestor King David over the people of Israel, but that uh, the kingdom would have no end. And what is meant there is that the kingdom would have no end in either time or space. Wow. All right? And so Jesus' kingdom isn't just to be over one nation or one tribe, but to be over all nations and all tribes, all people on planet Earth, throughout all time and for all time. So Jesus' kingdom goes far beyond the kingdom of any other man or any other uh, government. And it extends from being an earthly kingdom actually to be a heavenly kingdom. He is coming as the Son of God. And so that makes the Christmas story the fulfillment of prophecy, but it also makes it the establishment. It's it's like the laying down the... um, Uh, the first uh, uh, um, uh, foundational stone upon which the kingdom of God is going to be built and established. And that kingdom was going to last forever. The kingdom message is actually central to the Christmas story. So, what does that have to do with building bridges? Alright? Well, if you bear with me for a moment, I'm going to try to tie this in. Alright? Because the... Understanding that the Christmas story is about uh, extending the kingdom and seeing how that ties into our call to build a bridge. So when you build a bridge, you have to take in consideration the two sides that you're connecting, right? Does that make sense? You know, is, uh, is one side granite and the other side sand? Is uh, you know what you know? Are, are there mountains? Is it is it flat land? Uh, what type? This, all the different factors that are involved, the span that needs to be uh, covered from one side to the other. If you're going to build a bridge, I've heard many stories and TV shows on building the Mackinac Bridge and how it was one, it was at the time the biggest challenge in bridge building and the man who built it had all his life wanted to build a bridge over the Straits of Mackinac, but they thought it couldn't be done because of the distance and mainly the weather extremes, uh, the intense winter with many feet thick ice moving, you know, in the winter and then in the summer, the heat that often uh, exceeds 100 degrees and the, the winds and all of that. So you have to consider... The, the condition and the material of each side and the span, the distance in between. <clears throat> and then there's another factor uh, concerning building bridges is there's three kinds of forces operating on the bridge. And this morning, after my message, Bill Menser, who was an engineer, came up and really loved that I talked about the different forces. <laughs> There's the dead load, okay, which is, uh, and this is official, I, I looked this, I actually uh, discovered this as I was doing some research, but the. The main point of the message I'll get to in a minute, uh, I received um, kind of just by revelation, if you will. But So there's three different forces bridge builders talk about. And the first is the dead force, which is the, 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 the weight of the structure. You know, the structure has to stand. The, the bridge itself has to stand. Uh, and so it's, that's called the dead load. And then the live load is the traffic in the normal circumstances. And so what is carried across back and forth on the bridge... And then the third force that needs to be considered is the dynamic load. So you have the dead load, the live load, and the dynamic load. And the dynamic load in, in natural building of bridges has to do with things like earthquakes, <laughs> you know, or the ice in the Straits of Mackinac, or the winds, and all of the forces, you know, what kind of storms, is it a, is it a place where hurricanes come through? And so the bridges have to be engineered in a way that can sustain... Uh, beyond normal factors. They have to be engineered to uphold the traffic that they want to actually go back and forth, or else it's a useless bridge. And they have to be able to support themselves. There's three separate uh, uh, loads um, that a bridge has to bear. and. When I read that, it's just like that tied in perfectly with what I felt the Lord revealed to me concerning Christmas and concerning the bridge that Jesus is and and uh, uh, and was sent to be from heaven for us. And we read about this in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, which is not normally a Christmas verse, but it's talking about, the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah. And so let's read this with Christmas in mind. It says, Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying? And so as I was praying about this before I kind of did all the research on bridges, I actually uh, was going to sleep. I was laying down in bed, about to go to bed, sleep. And I just saw that, you know, uh, Jesus' body is the bridge. Mm-hmm. All right? I actually got up and went downstairs and got some piece of paper and wrote, it, wrote this down. I think Jesus' body was the bridge. How can God span the distance between heaven, a place where there's light and life, where He dwells, where there is no sin, right? And earth, a place where fallen man, the curse, death, and darkness. And so you have the condition of heaven and the condition of Earth as the two sides and the span between <laughs> cannot be spanned by metal. You know? Yeah. They tried to build a build you know, Babylon, let's build a tower to heaven. It's not gonna work. We can't engineer something. You know, NASA's not gonna be able to figure this out. We may be able to land a spacecraft on a comet, but we can't bridge the gap between Earth, between this realm, between where we're stuck and under the curse, in sin uh, on earth, and the heavenly realm where God dwells. But God figured out what's the material? It's not steel, it's not carbon fiber, it's a baby. Yeah. Wow. It's a human. But not just any human, because human, lots of humans. Not one is able to reach over to heaven. But God in heaven said, I'm going to take on humanity so that I can reach over and grab on to the other side. And so he took upon himself, he became human so that he could die. He could only die by becoming human. But in that death, he spanned Heaven, because He was the Son of God. And earth, because He was fully human. And so He's the bridge. Spirit and flesh. Fully God, fully man. He grabbed both sides. And He had the strength because He was sinless. He was perfect. He was divine nature. He was able to hold on. He could bear that load, the dead load, when He died on the cross. He bore the load. (laughs) I got it from Wikipedia. Okay. (laughs) The dead load part of it. But then the live load is what walks on his back. Which is you and I. And every man, woman, and child. He can bear the weight of every man, woman, and child on planet Earth. He really can. And that's what he's holding on to. So that we can be rescued from that. And then the dynamic load is this aspect that by doing this, he broke the power of the devil. The dynamic load is that the forces that are beyond normal. It's the supernatural interference. It's sin... Okay? And it's Satan, and it's the world system. It's, uh, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and, and heavenly forces arrayed against us. And that God in Jesus is able to bear. I'm not able to bear it. You're not able to bear it. Oh, we are the load. We're on Jesus' back, going from one side to the other. But Jesus is able to bear it. He's able to bear the dynamic load. Any storm of life that you're enduring, okay, understand that Jesus conquered that. In the world, you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. Rejoice about it. Be happy. Because I have overcome the world. All right, And so Jesus is the dead load when He died on the cross. We are the live load. And, and, and there's enough capacity on this bridge to carry every man, woman, and child. And the dynamic load is all the spiritual aspects, including sin and, 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 and Satan. And He's conquered all of that. The response that I ask, and I would say uh, the word of the Lord for us, Hopefully, you're on the bridge. You've seen Jesus' death as the means of getting from hell to heaven, as a means of getting from under the curse to free from the curse, from uh, separated from God to connected with God, from in darkness and confusion and ignorance to in light and uh, in clarity and understanding and truth. Um, Hopefully you've seen that, and to continue on, yes, stay, continue in that place. But the response that I'm asking, and I believe that the Lord is asking, is to be Christ-like. Jesus came and gave His life to be the bridge for you. And He says, follow me, follow my example, be the bridge for someone else. Be the bridge from Jesus, where you are who you really are as a son or daughter of God, and reach out to some place that you find that you can see in your sphere of influence where they don't know Jesus, and hold on. Alright, and let the God in you, the Holy Spirit, keep you strong so that you, through your flesh, just like Jesus through His flesh, can bear the image of, of God, of light, of salvation to the world that's lost. I don't want any man, I don't want any woman, I don't want any child, you know, within our reach to not hear this message and at least be given the opportunity. That's what Christmas is about. That's what we celebrate. Amen. Amen. So that's what bridge building is about.